Welcome to The Sound of Goshen, brought to you by the Goshen Chamber of Commerce, presented in part by Everence. Ground your finances and values like care, hope, and sharing. Everence. And DJ Construction, serving our community for more than 65 years. DJ Construction, decidedly different. This week's episode, Sounds of Success with Vince Turner. Welcome to The Sound of Goshen. Today's episode, The Sound of Success, featuring Jason Wagaman, the president of Middlebury Electric. And Jason, I guess my first question is just kind of give us the genesis, if you would, of Middlebury Electric. Well-established name, well-established company, a lot of DNA that goes into Elkhart County. Just tell us a little bit about the company in general. Yeah, so uh, my dad is the one who actually started it back in 1971. Uh, so we've been around for 53 years. Um, always been just doing commercial and industrial work, never really gotten the residential side of things. Um, he started just as a one-man shop in our garage, which I would like to say I can remember it, but I'm not that old. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I do remember a lot of the growth that he's seen throughout the years. Uh, and then about, and I've always had some form of, of work there in some shape or form, mm-hmm. um, whether it be in the background, because you know I, I am not an electrician by trade, I'm actually a retired fireman. Uh, but on my days off, I always had to do something. So I was either at one of the family businesses that we had, either there or the other one that we had, um, doing something. Uh, so then when I was getting close to getting ready to retire, um, we sold one of the family businesses and I went back to work for Motorway Electric again. And then about five years ago, when I actually fully 100% bought him out and took it over. Mm-hmm. So talk a little bit about what you do, what Middlebury Electric does. Yeah, so we do just nothing but straight commercial and industrial uh, electrical work. Uh, so it could be someone wants us to change out a light in their office, or it could be we've got a multi-million dollar facility that says, hey, we need you to do all of our electricals uh, from ground up. Mm-hmm. So it, it's, it, like I said, we run anywhere from a $100 job to a multi-million dollar job. So we, we do everything <laughs> in between. <laughs> so and if, and if you look at some of the projects uh, around town or around the county right now, you've got some pretty high-profile signature yeah. projects that are yeah. out there. Yeah, and that's, that's a lot of what we do. Um, there's and unfortunately in Cal County right now there's not a lot of building going on mm-hmm. um, just because of how it kind of the trends that happen uh, but there is and we try to get pretty much ingots out there we try and go after uh, so you know we do apartment complexes we do big buildings uh, we do a lot of government work for the schools uh, and, and small government like for the city of Goshen we do a lot of stuff like that too mm-hmm. so, yeah. so and your personal pro- um, genesis you mentioned you're a retired firefighter yep. but uh, the the company was never really out of uh, out of contact no. And now you've taken over. You bought your father. I mean, one of the things that's interesting is um, not only do you work for what can be labeled kind of an iconic mm-hmm. uh, industry, but um, you're following some, in some iconic footsteps. I mean, <laughs> yes. when, when you mentioned Phil, uh, Everybody knows him. everybody's got a Phil story. That's right. Uh, yeah. He's, he's been around for forever. Uh, he was very, very involved in the community, uh, whether it be through the fair board or Kiwanis or just other organizations he was a part of. So everybody knew him. Um, and I've always kind of taken that same role. And he really lived to give, give back to the community. And that's, that was one of our philosophies that he and I always talked about was how do we give back to the community? And mm-hmm. it could have been from when I was two years old or even now. He's like, hey, how are you giving back to the community? What are you doing to better improve where you live at? So how that's, how that's difficult been- is that then to, to kind of make decisions? Because there yeah. are changes yep. that come. And I'm sure, especially from some of the, the, the long timers, both inside and outside the company, you heard at least once, uh, uh, your dad never did it that oh, way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, is that, yeah. how do you tackle that? How do you, how do you approach that to where you move forward? Yeah, and that was, that kind of went in. So 
and I, I had a pretty quick transition to when I actually took over. Um, and one of the things when I had our, our basically our first group meeting, let everybody know, hey, look, this change is going to happen. And my and my dad was there with me. I let him know. It's like, look, I'm not Phil, mm-hmm. but at least give me a chance. Let me let me tell. There's going to be things I don't. We're going to do the same, and things that we don't do the same. But just give me a chance because I'm not him. I know that. But maybe I might have a little better way to do it. And, and it's worked out really well that way. Um, and a lot of the people that work there, you know, we have a lot of longtime employees that I grew up with. Mm-hmm. So I know them very well. And they know me very well. And they know my personality. So that really helped out as well. Well, it should be noted that, you know, it's, I, I go back to the philosophy. My sophomore year in high school, our biology teacher um, had this thing that has stuck with me in, in all different phases of life where he said, you know, you can, when change comes, there are only three possibilities. You can adapt, you can migrate, or you perish. Yeah. It falls into one of those yep. three things. And the economy, construction, business, all of those things, no question that there's been change. Yep. And Middlebury Electric wasn't going anywhere, so right. the migrate thing wasn't working. Yep. Uh, so you had to adapt. Yeah. Yep. And so and a lot of that adaption had to do with some some just, you know, Love my dad to death, but you know he's, mm-hmm. he's a bit old school, so technology was not his right. thing. And that's where we are at is you know if we don't change with the times, we're going to die out. Right. And he didn't know how to do that. Where I where I came in and said, okay, here's where we can make these changes, and, and technology is one of the huge ones, um, and just implement them in the way that everybody understands, mm-hmm. and then we move forward and continue to grow. So you mentioned technology. Mm-hmm. If you were to list some of the biggest challenges that are out there right now in terms of, of economic challenges, growing, those kind of things, what are some of the biggest challenges? Um, it's, it's, I think everybody in the construction world will say, want to be manpower. Mm-hmm. Um, you can only be as big as how many people you can get, and a lot of people don't go into the, are not looking to go into the trades right now. Um, there is a there is a change that you're seeing, though, that people are realizing, hey, I don't necessarily need to go to college because I'm going to go to college uh, with this, so it's an electrician, and I'm going to pay for their college, mm-hmm. and they're going to come out debt free, and they're going to be making a very good wage. Where, and I hate to put this on the schools, however you want to say it, mm-hmm. uh, there was this push for the longest time that you have to go to college. Right, you have to. If if you don't go to college, you are you're going to fail. Mm-hmm. And that I think that really hurt people who maybe not should or maybe not college bound because we still need electricians, we need plumbers, we need all these skilled trades, welders, whatever it is that. You know, I think the longest time we're kind of written off because we had them. Mm-hmm. You know, it was that old school generation that was there. Then they started to retire. Now people are like, uh oh. Yeah. Now what? <laughs> yeah. Because you look yeah. at the trades, whether yeah. it's your business, whether it's plumbing, yep. um, those kind of things. Uh, the the actual hands on come to your house population is yeah. aging. Yeah. I mean, guys my age are showing up to the house. Yeah. And and so getting young people to focus on that uh, is, a, is a new trend. But here's here's part of the challenge. In, in, in my banking days, I served on a committee where we were talking about workforce development. And all of us talked about, you know, foregoing the four-year college dream and those kind of things, taking some alternatives. And there were about 16, 18 of us that were around the table. And I said, this all sounds great. And we all agree. But if I go point by point by point around the table, how many of you are going to be okay if your son comes home and says, hey, I'm going to learn a trade. I'm not going to go to school. Yeah. And and the honest answer was, uh, yeah, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I, I agree. And that, that's the, it's this, I don't know, this sense of, I think what people think that mm-hmm. trades do. 
Um, you know, and I came from a pretty, you know, I was a fireman, so I was, you know. Right. And, and when you're a fireman, you get all these people that come from these trades also. And a lot of them go into I mean, you've got electricians, mm-hmm. you've got plumbers, because everybody kind of has got this specialty at that as well. So I was used to dealing with these people. Um, and I went to college. Um, and I'm also in the trade. So I kind of did both sides right. of it. Um, so it's that, that's where it gets a little, I understand both sides. You know, do I want my daughter being an electrician? If she wants to, great. Right. But I think that's, you know, and I, we have women electrician that work for it. And I think it's fabulous. And we try to do that women empowerment. You know, just because you're mm-hmm. a, a female doesn't mean you can't be in our trade as well. Um, so it's it's difficult, but I, I get exactly what you're saying. Like I don't know if I want my daughter to do yeah. that. Well, so, so what's yeah. the so what's the change in the mindset? Do you think that has to happen? Are are some of the like uh, the industrial tours that high schools and junior highs are yeah. doing now? Or is that the answer? Is just trying to introduce some folks to what's going on today? De- definitely, I think we got to teach trades at school again, mm-hmm. um, and not just maybe not even necessarily teach it, but just expose people to that. Right. Um, let them know what's out there. Uh, and, and I'm going to use uh, Goshen High School as an example. I just and I knew about this for actually for a little while that this was going on, um, but it just kind of came out public just the other day. And like you know, they're being a fireman. I think it's a super cool because right. they have actually started a section of the high school where they're having um, one of the, the Goshen firemen is going to come in and teach mm-hmm. and come out with an associate's degree, basically how to be a fireman. Yeah. I mean, what what a great idea! Something that you know I've seen it's, it's happened other spots of the country, yeah. but they're getting the community involved. They're, they're basically now they can pick their own employees yeah. and get them excited about it and show them, hey, you know what, this is a, a, a great alternative. And you're going to come out with an associate's degree out of high school. Why couldn't why can't we do that with the trades? You know, it's interesting because it's I, I, you'll recognize this. But when that story first came out and I'm reading it, yeah. I, I, I thought to myself somewhere Marty McCrindle is smiling. Oh, he is. Exactly. You are 100% correct. Because yeah. he was a vocal, ad- yeah. well, as a matter of fact, taught at the at the Career Center yeah. for a while, but a very vocal advocate of saying, hey, let's get these folks early. Yeah. And that's the mindset we need for the trades, yeah, is exactly. let's get these folks and, early. And I and met with Chief Schrock and Chief Sink months ago about this. And Chief mm-hmm. Powell, they kind of came as like, hey, what do you think about this? Like, this is a great idea. Yeah. And the, you know how I mean they're like how would you support this? Mm-hmm. Like here you go here's 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 some of my ideas and which is neat they kind of came out to the community as well and asked some other people how do you, how, how do you feel about this and do you think it'll go? I was like this is going to be a great idea. Yeah. So yeah. Jason, back on the on the electrical yeah. front, um, how much is technology changing the game today? Oh, everything's automated. So mm-hmm. how do you? Then that's the thing that people have to remember. It's not just running wires and, and hooking up switches anymore. It's automation. And so what we look at is how can we go into a company and say, hey, look, we've got people who are experiencing either PLCs or automation or whatever. How can we help you? Where where are you lacking at? Where we can come in and help you? And it, if we teach your people how to do it, great. Or if you want to keep having us come out again, that's even better. Mm-hmm. But it's 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 how do you? deal with that automation and that technology source so and you're going to get and your younger workforce is going to be more yes acclimated to that yeah yeah it's retooling the veteran workforce yeah. that is probably the biggest well, and challenge even the veterans can be taught I, I actually just i was at a meeting this morning and i told this story and we're talking about technology mm-hmm. and i said you know we went from a paper system like right now if i would we would have basically fill out a little form this is what we did a work order mm-hmm. if i would do that today we would have about 400 pieces of paper <laughs> literally 400 pieces of paper i just tallied yeah. it the other day it's like this is why we did this we'd have we would have 400 pieces of paper floating around here mm-hmm. you know something's going to get messed up it's like, like we're gonna we're gonna go to a paperless system we're gonna go to ipads every technician is going to get an ipad and i was Face the chance, like, how do you teach these people? Because you know they're going to be afraid of technology. And some of our older guys are like, I can't use a computer. I wouldn't know how to do it with that. So I took one of our most absolute older guys, senior guys, and taught him how to use it. Mm-hmm. And got him to the point where he really enjoyed it. And I was like, <laughs> all right, 
So one of my my team leaders, mm-hmm. like, like in the meeting when we gave him out to everybody, I was like, look, everybody, if this guy can do it, everybody else here can do it. There you go. And then it was like, oh my gosh, this guy likes it, and he says it's easier. <laughs> so then all you know, everybody's looking at him as an mm-hmm. example. So you teach that older generation how to use it, convince them on it, and now they can. Now you're like it spread like wildfire. They, everybody loves it. Yep, because we're talking about more than just you know the basic electrical yeah. supply and construction. Yeah. We're talking about alarm systems, security yep. alarm systems. Yeah. We're talking about fire suppression. Yeah, all of those keyless entry, yeah. all those kind of things. The job just it keeps changing yeah. it's year just not to year pulling to year. Three wires and yeah. picking up a switch anymore. Yeah, so much more to it. Yeah, you. Part of Middlebury Electric's reputation is you're there when you're most needed. Mm-hmm. Um, weekends, yep. whatever, after storms. Yep. How much of your fire department mentality of responding <laughs> yeah. has carried over now into this business? Oh, it's, it's huge. And that's, you know, and on the fire department side, it's, I wouldn't say it's about customer service, but you're there 24 7 all the time. Mm-hmm. And that's just my mentality. So, you know, and my dad was a former fireman as well. I don't right. Know, anybody knew that. Um, and that's, I don't know if that's where we kind of get that mentality from. Like, we will be there no matter what. And that's that's where we, you know, guys are on call 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Um, there We have a, a number you can call that automatically gets a hold of one of them, uh, no matter what. And if, you know, say say one electrician for some reason doesn't answer the guy on call, it automatically goes to someone else's number that I know will. Yeah. So it's, someone will always answer that phone. And that's that's kind of the exact same way it'd be in the fire service. Someone always answers that phone. And, yeah. and and ready to respond and, ready to and go. respond yeah. almost immediately yeah. and, so. and you show up with the team that you need mm-hmm. so you know our, our technicians who are going out on call they know who they need they know their numbers they got to call it's same thing and be in the fire service you know you know you know what resources you need let's get them there so we can do it correct and the customer doesn't suffer so if you look at the the overall climate for the city of goshen for elkhart county in general economically right mm-hmm. now how would you describe it Oh, that's a good question. That's always a tough question. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think in Elkhart County, it's a little, it, it's tough. I think um, there's not a lot of building going on, mm-hmm. which is tough for us. Um, but in forecasting, we kind of saw this coming, and it's—I hate to say this—but it's the RV trend. Right. So if you know when that trend is coming, you you can play that pretty well, and you just you just shift your mindset to what you're doing. You know, we pulled instead of doing big buildings, you know, big uh, steel buildings, maybe we're doing big mason buildings for school now. Mm-hmm. Or we're doing sports complexes, so we just kind of shift that that mindset of where where do we need to put our resources towards to what best benefits our employees. And you know, change is going to come as oh, well. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's, sometimes it's soft, yeah. sometimes it's yeah. gangbusters. And, and that's okay and, as yeah. long as you can predict that change and know when it's coming, and ad- and especially adapt to that change. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what kind of sets us apart from some other people is we adapt to that change. So it, you know, a lot of people stay away from the schoolwork. Like that's where we're going to go. Mm-hmm. You know, we're going to we're going to adapt that change, and part of that's to give our employees experience. You know, maybe we don't make money on it. Maybe we break even. That's okay. Mm-hmm. Everybody got paid. You know, everybody got to feed their family, but they learned something new. So the next time when we go after that, we're going to do even better. It's interesting because you are under the umbrella of several other folks who, mm-hmm. you, you know, the the construction folks, you know, from New Way to Ancon to yeah. R. Yoder. You know, it, it, so when you work with each of these organizations, how difficult is it to adapt or, does, or do most people have the same philosophy? Oh, um, everyone's just a little bit different. Okay. Um, yeah, that, that, that's a good question because every everyone is just a little bit different, and every each one of those companies that you mentioned specializes in something just a little bit different. Right. Uh, so how do you adapt to that? And it's just we've got a, at least we've got a deep enough manpower 
supply that we do that we can say, okay, I know this guy is good at this, mm-hmm. this lady is good at that. Now we can send them to, say, our Yoder right. because they're going to excel there because this is what our Yoders is specializing in or, or Ancon or New Way. So we've got our teams in place where we can say, okay, we know this is what they want. This is, and it might be, you know, hey, they want to use a, a special Procore system. Mm-hmm. And this person doesn't. Well, I know this electrician knows this inside and out, knows to get the plans on his tablet. With that, out of problem. Okay, he's going to go work for this guy. Um, so we just kind of adapt that way. Uh, one of the advantages that they have that we don't have is that they can go outside of the region here. Right. You know, they may be able to go Ohio, Illinois, when states think slow down here, where they're still going to be able to survive. Right. Where, like, because of um, uh, our licensing, we can't necessarily do that. Right. But and that's okay. That's what I said. That's where we kind of read the economy and say, okay, we know some of the people are big hitters that we use all the time. They're going to be moving out of state. Mm-hmm. Let's look for something different. So, and, and then, which is great, because then we find a new customer. Yeah, yeah. You got to be pretty nimble in this business. Yeah. <laughs> we would be remiss as we wrap up if we didn't talk a little bit about another love for the Wagaman family and for uh, Middlebury Electric, and that's the Elkhart County 4-H yes. Fair. Yep. Uh, you're going to be wearing the president's hat. What, you weren't busy enough being president I, of the corporation? Yeah, I guess so. not, yeah. So in 2026, <laughs> I'll be the president there. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now, I'm vice president, and the next year, president-elect, and right. the president. Uh, so, yeah, that, 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 that's yeah. me. <laughs> Talk about the family's love for the fair. What, yeah. what, what is yeah. it that has so attracted you? One of the biggest things is, um, so at my job, which I took over my dad's role there, was over safety and security, mm-hmm. right up my alley. I know how to do that. I've got a great relationship with all the police, fire, EMS that are there. Right. So I, that, that to me, that was just like a natural fit. Um, on the flip side, that we've always had this love for the fair from the standpoint that it's one of the, it's, to me, it's the greatest community event that we put on. Right. And it gets the community involved, and it gets a woof us to give back to the community in a great way. Uh, it's just not for me. It's just not a one or a nine day event. You know, I'm there year round, mm-hmm. so it's it's just a way to give back. And yeah, well, that's it. you know, our our the chamber president Nick Kiefer yeah. has been on the board now for a couple of years, and. Yep. and the first couple of times he came back from board meetings, he says, like drinking from a fire hose. He, yeah. You know, all the things that have to be done yeah. to get that nine days. Yeah, and it's uh, ran by, you know, the fair is technically ran by about 120 volunteers. Mm-hmm. So it's organizing all these volunteers to get this one event done, which can be very difficult at times, uh, but it can be done. And But as, as the whole, the whole fair board has the same mentality of, you know what, we're here for the kids, mm-hmm. we're here for this event, we're here for the community. So let's just pretty much suck it up and get it done. Well, we're very appreciative of everything Middlebury Electric Thank does you. in the community and certainly appreciative of, of uh, your activity within the chamber. Should Thank mention, by the, fact, by the way, as we get ready to say goodbye, that uh, Middlebury Electric, our small business of the year for 2023 uh, for the Goshen Chamber of Commerce. Our thanks to Jason Wagaman of Middlebury Electric sharing the sound of success. The Sound of Goshen is a presentation of the Goshen Chamber of Commerce and is produced by the staff of the broadcast students of GTV at Goshen High School. I'm your host, Vince Turner. Thank you for joining us.